Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with today's conversation about resilience. But first, if you're interested in creating a better life, having a better career, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and grab your free workbook on how to have a better life. In it, you'll discover tips and routines so you can find the energy for the things and the people who matter most so you can create a better tomorrow and create the life and career you desire. Hey there, it's Michael. And if you caught us last week on the Kintsugi Podcast, you know I celebrated my 53rd birthday. And by the way, thank you for all the birthday wishes. It was awesome sauce to receive them, made my day. The day after I came across a poem from Yeats called The Second Coming. You may be familiar with it. It was written back in 1919 and it captures the feelings of post-World War I in Europe. Also, just what was going on in the moment with the 1918-1919 virus known as the Spanish flu here in the States. And I think it's appropriate today. I'll link to it in the show notes. Now, if you have been listening to the Kintsugi podcast since we started this, when Corona hit the States back in March, or if you've received my blog, you know that I believe this moment is happening for us, not to us. But I have my days. Mama said there'd be days like these. My mama said, harking back to that old song, I have days where I wonder if it's true. That is it really happening for us? Are you sure, Michael, it's not happening to us? So when I have my doubt, as we all do, because our backpacks all weigh a little bit heavier, say, than they did in March, we're a little bit more tired than normal because what we've been shouldering is a lot. We are grieving loss on multiple levels. That's the emotion that we feel, along with a whole bunch of other emotions, of course. But when I feel doubtful, I remember to pause, breathe, and reflect on what's working and take comfort in this. I know that it's almost impossible to be anxious when practicing gratitude. I learned that through my recovery from my last bad day. And in those moments when I'm practicing gratitude or I have doubt and I reach for gratitude, I realize I can choose how I wish to tune into my moments because life is basically the moments in between our moments. It's all a collection sort of brought together by one red thread, if you will. And then I realize I have more say than I realize sometimes. I think we all do. Over the past week, I had a chance to speak to about seven different organizations. And they had one common thread that connected all the talks, connected where they were all at, because we're all going through this, this moment in time known as 2020. And here's the red thread. Where you place your attention is where you place your energy. In other words, you go where your eyes go. It also happens to be the title of my TEDx talk. And it's a concept that I learned through my cycling life that you have to look where you want to turn your bike. If you look at the tree, you're going to hit the tree. Or in my case, if you look at the car, you're going to hit the car. The car hits you in in my case. So you want to be able to look where you want to point your bike because you're going to go wherever your eyes are headed. In essence, going back to energy, where we place our attention is where we place our energy. And that whole concept has stuck with me really through the beginning of COVID, really all of 2020. And I know many people out there have done a lot of housekeeping 
or cleaning house, a Marie Kondo, if you will. And we got rid of a whole bunch of things in our house that weren't really, well, as Marie Kondo would say, bringing us joy. We no longer had an attachment to it. Some of the stuff that I donated or just tossed, got rid of, they were so far tucked away, I didn't realize I even had that stuff, which is a little disturbing. But the whole process, having something to work on in a moment where we don't feel like we have any control and we're doing this dance with uncertainty that's sort of like the white man shuffle, which is not a good look at all, we just feel like we don't have control. That's one of the things that we're grieving. Besides all the loss, we have a loss of control. So doing this housekeeping or house cleaning was, yeah, it felt good. It gave me a sense of control. It was therapeutic. It made me feel just a little bit lighter to get rid of so much stuff. Stuff, again, that I had no longer an attachment to. But it didn't give me that complete, that freshness, that inside, you know, starting from the inside out kind of way. But it was good. And if you haven't done that, I would recommend doing it. So I took another step a few months ago and I started to review all my social media connections. In our Peloton spirit, I asked myself, self, is this person that you're connected with, are they bringing out the best in you? In other words, are you riding with the right people? In a lot of cases, the answer was no. Like one, I didn't even know why I was connected to this person in the first place. So I deleted about 15% of my connections on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. And that also made me feel a little bit lighter because during this time, as we search for some control in a world where we don't feel like we have it anymore, I think it's important to pause, breathe and reflect on this moment, going back to what I just said and realize that we have some choice in how we want to tune into this moment. Also, who is around us? Who's bringing out the best in you? If you don't know what a Peloton is, a Peloton is a group of cyclists in a bike race, think the Tour de France. They need each other to go down the road as fast and as safely as possible. Even though they're on different teams, they still work together, pointing out road hazards, drafting, sharing the load, if you will. It's sort of like life. I use it as a metaphor for your personal board of directors. And if you haven't really thought about that, your personal board of directors, your tribe, your network, whatever you want to call it during this moment, making sure that you are riding with the right people, they're bringing out the best in you, then I invite you to go through that process. The Better Life Workbook that I referenced in the beginning of the Kintsugi podcast, you can download that and there's a whole exercise to help you do just that. So I did those two steps. We got rid of a whole bunch of stuff in our house. I also removed a whole bunch of my connections. And the third step is something that I've been doing the whole month of September. And I want to invite you to join me as we finish out the year, October through December. And it was partly inspired by two books. One was How to Break Up With Your Phone by Catherine Price, an excellent read, very short, talks about our addiction to our phone, which I think we all have. The other one was Do Nothing by Celeste Headley. The whole concept is that if you go slow, you can actually go faster. You can get more stuff done. And I've profiled both in my leadership academy over the last couple of years. And it was awesome sauce. People got some really great tips, but they both talked about taking a break from social media. Now, I also happened on my birthday weekend, I watched Social Dilemma on Netflix, which I would definitely recommend watching if you haven't seen it yet. If you binged everything you want to binge on Netflix, I would definitely check it out. Although it is a little bit long on the problem of social, 
and a little bit too short on the solution. But one solution is reducing our intake of social media. Now, I don't think podcasting is social media. I'm mainly referring to Twitter, which I'm not on anymore. Instagram, TikTok, if you can get that in the States, Facebook, LinkedIn, all those different types of platforms. Well, this experiment that I've been doing is I've been taking Friday off from social. I call it social media free Friday. And let me just state here, I see the value in social media. I've made some wonderful connections and I have some awesome sauce clients who are doing amazing things on social in terms of promoting better health. So I'm not throwing shade on the whole system, but I do realize this, and I think you can appreciate this as well. Too much of a good thing may not be a good thing. You can go into no bueno land pretty quickly if you overdose on something. So I've been taking Fridays off to just reduce my intake of it. And taking one day off isn't that much. It's what's about 15%, but it can free up a lot of time for you to do other things. But here's the big thing, most importantly, it can give you a holiday, just a, a mind holiday, a break from all the comparison out there, all that comparison. I just that I think social media does feed more so today than say back in the day when I was first recovering from my last bad day and I was suffering from comparison. I just back then or the whole claim counterclaim trying to bring forth like false equivalencies, like all that stuff or a whole bunch of fear that is so prevalent in marketing nowadays, or just angry noise. It can give you a nice break on your Friday from all that. So you can end the week with a, a fresh mind and you could head into the weekend. And maybe that newfound time, you can do something else. You can maybe pause, breathe, and reflect and decide how you wish to tune into this world. Even when you have some doubts that, is this happening for us or is it happening to us? And it can help you find maybe a little bit more joy, happiness. And here's a key, energy. But I will say this, it's going to be difficult. I've experienced that during the whole month of September. So as I take Fridays off, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn pepper me with a whole bunch of email on my Fridays, encouraging me to come back to the nest. They'll share, hey, your friend so-and-so just posted something amazing. You want to check it out? Or your blog post or that other posts that you shared is trending or going viral or what have you. Don't you want to see it? Don't you want to check it out? So they try to entice you to come back to their platforms. So that part is difficult. But the most difficult part of it is the discovery. As you know, I'm a big believer that awareness is so key to living a rich life, starting from the inside out. You might discover that you have too strong of an attachment to social or you suffer from FOMO, the fear of missing out. And that can bring you down one rabbit hole after another and zap your energy and your ability to get some stuff done, to get shift done, as I like to say. So instead of scrolling, here's my invitation, is to take a day off from social and join us on Fridays and just find that newfound time of yours because time is that resource that we can't make an enough of, right? It's limited. We only have 168 hours in the week. So you can use, maybe it's an hour, maybe it's only a half an hour, but for some, it could be like five hours. You can find that new time for some self-care, which I think we all need because this moment has been so difficult. Or you can redirect your energy 
You can place your attention somewhere else. Therefore, you place your energy somewhere else on caring for others. And you can start working maybe with a little bit more focus on creating a better tomorrow. So if you wish to do this, let's say you start on Friday, you can use the hashtag social media free Friday or or actually and let's do and as opposed to or the hashtag pause, breathe and reflect. So you can reduce your social media intake, renew your energy and return to the things that matter with more focus and more energy and probably more love. And I will promise you this. This will be my guarantee to you. Your social media feed will be there the next day. Mine has been during the whole month of September. And if you get an allergic reaction from being away from social, I also promise it will clear up in due time. So I hope you'll join us on Fridays. And just take a break because you deserve it. I think we all deserve it. Just take a holiday and just breathe. Grab one of our classic PBRs, R-Type, pause, breathe, and reflect. And just a little note here. So many people have asked about the t-shirts. The t-shirts are flying off the shelves. One of my friends said, it's like putting on a hug. I felt loved and just warmth when I put on the shirt. It is the tea, I think, for this moment in time. It's made from six recycled plastic bottles. So there's an environmental angle to it, which is really green, pro-environment. But most importantly, three distinct messages. One, being intentional about where we place our energy, pause, breathe, and reflect. On the back, it's the question, who's in your Peloton? So are you riding with the right people? And on the inside of the shirt, I've written you a message. It's a whole letter to you that only you see when you put on the shirt. This has been one of the real gems of surprise, if you will, when people get it. Because what's on the inside matters most, right? So what's on the inside of the shirt matters most. It's a letter to you reminding you that you're more resilient than this moment. This moment is tough, yes, but you are tougher. So I hope you'll grab one of your PBR shirts. You can do so by going to my main website, which is michaelobrienshift.com and go to shop and you can find it there along with my books. You can also go to kintsugipodcast.com. You can leave a question about almost anything or about social media free Fridays or pause breathing and reflecting or again, almost anything. You can also check out our Leadership Academy. That's where we profiled those two books that inspired me to take Fridays off from social media. So whatever you want to do while you're there, we aim to please. And I just want to thank you again for listening in and subscribing and leaving a review. Today, I think, I'm not sure if it's International Podcasting Day. I think it's at least National Podcasting Day here in the United States. So I started this back in March because I thought we would just need we need some good vibes out there, good messages to remind us that we're resilient, more resilient than this given moment. And I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've shared it with some friends. And I'm so thankful for all my friends that encouraged me because at first I was reluctant to do this. I was going to do it back in 2019. I was like, no, no, no. I had the name, but I didn't have, I didn't have the motivation. And then 2020 came and they still encouraged me, but it wasn't until COVID hit that I really felt like our podcast was needed. So it's not top of the charts yet on Apple or Spotify, but I hope it will be one day or at least close to it. And if it doesn't get there, that's still cool because I believe with all the talks I do, with anything I put out there, my blog, 
this podcast. If it reaches one person today, then we've just hit a home run. If it reaches the one person that it needed to reach. And if we all, I think, showed up that way, just trying to help one person, then I think we can change the world. Because I believe if you change one life anywhere, you change lives everywhere. So with that, I'll let you go. I'll encourage you to pause, breathe, and reflect. And of course, have fun storming the castle. And we will talk to you next week on the Kintsuki Podcast with another conversation about resilience. Talk to you then.